Greetings, this is J.R. Dickey. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. And by the way, don't forget our website, graceandtruth.net. I hope you're having a great day, but if not, hang with me. It's about to get better. Okay, today we're going to talk about a short faith trip, so to speak, that uh, Darlene and I took several years ago. It has an interesting twist to it. Let's get started. Well, back in the U.S. for about a month, we got a call from a couple we knew in Rome. They asked us to consider joining them on a short-term mission to Acapulco, Mexico. Darlene was several months pregnant, so our inclination was to say, no, not this time. Nevertheless, we prayed about it and felt that the Lord was saying yes. So we got a small trailer to tow behind our little Chevy Vega. Yeah, a Vega. And headed off to meet our friends and drive down south. Imagine six adults, well, six of us, four adults, two and a half kids, towing a packed out trailer, venturing naively to Acapulco on the south end of Mexico on the Pacific coast. A long trip. Along the way, since I was the only one who spoke Spanish, I kept asking how, how much a small cabana there would cost to rent. Oh, and everyone guessed, oh, about 150 bucks. So I thought, okay, we can probably stay a couple of months. Now, as we finally came down the hills into the city, our Super Vega brakes burned out and we coasted to a stop not too far from where we got them checked. The next day, we went all around the town asking to see places to rent. And when we finally settled on a reasonable location, I asked the landlord to write up our lease agreement, and as he wrote, I noticed that the cost was $150 diariamente. I immediately stopped him and asked him, what do you mean, daily? Of course, he was put off and basically told me to take it or leave it. Well, we left it. But after checking around, it was indeed the going rate. Wow, were we bummed. We thought for sure we had not heard from the Lord. But again, we went to prayer and the Lord said to simply go out and share the gospel. So we did. We witnessed all day to dozens of receptive people, and toward the end of the day, we were out on the peninsula that sticks out into the bay, a very nice area at the time, and encountered Jorge, who loved hearing about the Lord and got saved. He immediately wanted to learn more about the gospel, and we explained that we would love to share more, but we had to return to the States. We explained the situation to him, and he smiled and turned me around. He swept his arm in a half circle and said, Take your pick. What? What are you talking about, Jorge? We asked. Uh, I'm in charge of all these homes. You can stay in any ones you like for as long as you like. Just teach me about Jesus Christ. Well, needless to say, we were flabbergasted. And so thankful, we moved in to two adjoining cabanas with a pool and rejoiced at God's goodness. Now that evening, we decided to splurge a little and buy a plate of spaghetti at the one Italian restaurant we had seen. 
Well, as we were slurping down the last noodles, our waiter, Fulvio, came over and asked if the food was good. In typical Italian fashion, we all put our index fingers to our cheeks and said, Molto buono! And Fulvio jumped and exclaimed, You're from the old country? He ran and grabbed the owner who came over and said, Fulvio says you're from the old country. He pulled up a chair, snapped his fingers, ordered a round of drinks and desserts, and we spent the next hour talking all about Italy. Finally, as we began to leave, he insisted, But you have to come back and meet my friend. When he observed our hesitation, he added happily, On me, of course. You'll be my guests. <laughs> so... We showed up in the next evening. We were treated like royalty. Course after course was served with great care. Meanwhile, musicians played violins all around us. Then, as they began to serve some wonderful desserts, an older Sicilian man appeared smiling broadly and introduced himself as Pipo. The manager brought over an extra chair. We had a delightful talk about the restaurant, the old country, and, of course, each other. People said he was mostly retired and liked to do artwork. Well, now, I had a liking for art as well, so we had a long talk about painting, and soon he was insisting that we join him for a dinner at his house, and we agreed. A few days later, we journeyed out on the peninsula that juts out into the Acapulco Bay, where we found a rail car positioned to carry us down to where his phenomenal mansion was literally built into the cliffs above the bay, completely with its own large swimming pool carved into the rock. Quite impressive, to say the least. As our relationship with Pipo progressed, we ministered to him about Christ and our desire to serve him. And he responded by taking us all out to dinner at least once a week for several months. He just liked that ability to give to us. Each time, he seemed to receive more of the gospel message. Finally, on our last night together, he took us to a place called the Princess Hotel, which at the time was pretty spectacular, a pyramid structure with hanging gardens inside all the way to the top. At meal's end, people asked my friend Carl and I to come out with him to the outside. There, he held our shoulders and smiled. He said, I have learned so much from you and wanted to thank you. You've helped me make an important decision. I'm going to stop what I've been doing and go back to the old country. He hugged us both and we prayed for him to place his trust in Christ. Of course, we had no idea what he meant by what I've been doing. Anyway, the next morning, my friend and I drove to the open market to talk with the people who routinely helped us with vegetables. As we stopped to park, we heard gunshots everywhere and saw all sorts of people running. We thought we'd be sitting targets in the car, so we jumped out, put our backs against a convenient wall, Suddenly, one of the people we had seen frequently at Pipo's home dashed around the wall and saw us. What are you guys doing here? he exclaimed. We just came to the market to get some produce. What's all the shooting about? You both need to get out of here immediately before you get hurt, 
he replied with urgency. Okay, but what's this all about, we asked. People left. He just left. Oh, yeah, he told us last night he was leaving, we said with a tinge of cockiness. You don't get it. Clearly, our naivete was trying his patience. People was the second most powerful man in all Latin American mafia. He ran the drugs from South America to the U.S., and now he's just gone. And there's a huge struggle between so many groups to take control. We were absolutely dumbstruck. We'd had no idea and were thankful God had protected us and used us unwittingly to disrupt the drug trade by leading the kingpin to seek a new life in Christ. As you might imagine, we left Acapulco shortly after this. Now may the Lord grant you peace in the midst of any storm and faith to trust him. Look for our next podcast and may you realize more of his grace today.